Happy Sunday morning, Salt Lake City, Provo, Orem, and Colville. You're listening to AM 1280 and 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture, a Sunday morning rambling and musing about the arts, culture, social issues that are the warp and weft of the very tapestry that is the Greater Salt Lake Metroplex. Uh, I am your host, Christian Anderson. With me is the my co-host, the co-host, the, inem- the inimitable Christy Marcy. How are you doing this morning, Christy? I'm well. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, welcome back. It's been about a month. Alex, we're so sorry we missed you. The United Nations Conference took up a disproportional amount of my time, and I apologize for that. Uh, there was security, and there were things, and I'm sorry. I hope you do not feel neglected. We just started off our new relationship, and then I kind of ghosted you. I feel bad about that. Hey, you know what? I'm a millennial. I'm used to the ghosting That's, thing. You know, it happens. It happens. You know, I've, I've oh. kind of built up that wall, that shell, so I'm numb to it. Well, Alex, there has to be a word that the millennials use for when someone ghosts you and then they come back. What is that word? Poltergeisting? <laughs> That's really good. I like that, actually. I'm going to start using that. Yeah. There has to be something, though. Uh, I'm gonna find know. it. Zombieing? Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've sort of I've heard the term of like when you break up with someone and then you sort of go away and then for whatever reason you're single or whatever again it, that it's called recycling. I've heard this term. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. I don't care for that at yeah. all. You, you've never done that? No, okay. never. Uh-uh. Uh, well, you're also not a millennial, so there's that. I'm on the cusp. You're a cusp. Uh-huh. Uh, so we are back after a couple weeks of hiatus, and the weather is turning uh, awful. Well, no, it's turning lovely. But I mean, I can start to feel a little bit of briskness in the air, which after the summer, I am, I am grateful for. And we are in the middle of September. And I've got to say that September, I mean, I know you are a, an outdoor music maven and love the summer concert series. I got to say that the September, you know, fair and festival season is one of my favorites. Kids are back at school and you've got a lot of things that are happening around the city. Just last week, I was at Jazz Festival and we had the Greek Festival and the State Fair and all of these various things are happening. And it's continuing on. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the Italian Festival is just wrapping up as we talk right now. Mm-hmm. But the reason that I am discussing festivals. A beautiful segue. Thank you. Uh, Aside from the fact that I love me a good festival is that uh, a week from today, well, actually not even a week from today, a couple days from now, uh, over this upcoming weekend, that's what I'm trying to say, will be the Urban Arts Festival, which is one of the highlights of the festival season and is free and open to the public and a chance that you can see all sorts of cool stuff. And the founder and festival director, uh, Derek Dyer, is with us uh, today. Hey, Derek, how are you doing? Hey, good. Thanks for having me. Sure. I think this is like a third or fourth time on the show. I know we've talked Urban Arts Festival, I think the last two years, with this sort of an annual segment. And sometimes we talk Illuminate and the various other things that you do. So welcome back. Thank you. It seems like it was just yesterday. Yeah, well, it was a Grandmaster Flash last year. Was that who it was? Uh, was that last two years year was ago? Charlie Tuna. Oh, Tuna. so Grandmaster yeah. was two years ago? Man. Uh, he, three years ago, actually. Holy smokes. So we had Mixmaster Mike two years ago and Grandmaster Flash three years ago wow time flies when you're mixing and flashing and mashing and various <laughs> things so um, this year I mean tell us about the Urban Arts Festival this year some uh, some things you're bringing back that everybody loves some new stuff who's headlining give us the skinny 
All right. So this is our ninth year, uh, and it's September 21st and 22nd, which is the Saturday and Sunday. Uh, as you mentioned, the uh, event is free to the public. Uh, VIP tickets are available. So if you want to elevate your festival experience, you have the opportunity to do that as well. Um, we have a bunch of exciting things this year. Uh, we have about 150 artist vendors, um, as well as uh, two stages that will include about 40 different acts, music, dance, and different performances. Uh, as always, we have the uh, sports element. So we have the hard and paint basketball competition. This is a three on three league. And we also do some fun stuff like slam dunk competition, things like that. Uh, we always do a live street art and mural artist uh exhibit uh, and uh, live painting. So we'll have about 12 of the top uh, muralists from around uh, Salt Lake and beyond uh, live painting at the festival. And uh, this year we're kind of, um, we're growing quite a bit and we're, so we're expanding beyond the bounds of the Gallivan Center and uh, and uh, expanding onto uh, Regent Street and the McCarthy Plaza. So. Nice. So just north of Gallivan Plaza, mm -hmm. heading on up. Nice. So both days uh, will be at the Gallivan Plaza, of course. But then on the second day, Sunday, we're uh, going to be on the McCarthy Plaza next to the Eccles Theater there, just uh, to the north of the Gallivan Center. And that's where we will be doing our hard and paint basketball competition. We'll have another stage there and food trucks. And we will be doing a lowrider exhibit. So mm. we're really excited about this. It's a new element we're bringing in this year. We're uh, working with um, the lowrider community, and we're going to be exhibiting 20 of the finest uh, pieces of art, uh, car lowriders that uh, you've ever seen. And so these these cars are amazing. Um, I've always been really intrigued by the lowrider culture and uh, what a rich and uh, history culture it is. And uh, a lot of people I don't think understand the depth and beauty of this of this uh, really interesting. Um, uh, art form and so uh, we're excited to put them on display let them explain their work to the community and um, and on top and to kind of top that off we'll be having the hop off which is when the low riders bounce um, as as high as they can and it's kind of a competition where we measure the height of the bounce and uh, so there's that element to it too so we have a lot planned for this year we're very very excited that sounds like I mean it sounds like a ton of entertainment uh, what time so your Saturday and Sunday what time do you open Okay, so we open at noon on Saturday okay. and Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, on Saturday, the festival closes at 10 p.m., and on Sunday, it's 8 p.m. Okay, and I'm sure there's information out on a website somewhere where people can find out more. Yes, of course. You can go to our website, urbanartsfest.org, easy to remember, mm -hmm. um, and all the information is there. We have the lineup of all of the, the schedule of all of the performances, as well as the hop-off and all of the special kind of uh, uh, exhibits and things that will be happening. Christy, have you had a chance to get to the Urban Arts Festival in the past? I have. Yeah, I think it's great. I like I like it I, without throwing other festivals under the bus. I enjoy it more no, under, than under, some under the lowrider. Yeah, I I I find it to be a very enjoyable festival. Yeah, you know, thank you. I think last again the years are sort of blending together. Was it last year that I I remember I had to be a judge, but I had somewhere to go, and so I had to get there early, <laughs> and I was scrambling, and I mean, which is great because I got to. I mean, when you're a judge, you really sort of stop and you and you look at all of the booths in a different way and it really makes you appreciate the diversity of of talented artists that are there you said over 100 booths 150 artist booths mm -hmm. nice yeah 
and some tasty foods. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, uh, the Food Truck League uh, doing a food truck rally, and then we have several other food vendors on top of the food trucks. Uh, we're well, also how are you going to get to them if they're on top of the food trucks? Oh, oh. I saw that coming as soon as yeah. it came out of my mouth. Christian never, never, ever lets a dad choke go. I try <laughs> never, not to. Ever, ever, I think we have that in common. Mm. Um, yes, but uh, we're having uh, an additional uh, food element is the Vegan Bloody Mary Brunch, which is Sunday from noon to 3 p.m. So that was very popular last year. It was the first year we did that. All of the food vendors will be providing a uh, vegan um, brunch item, mm-hmm. and then we will also be um, serving a Bloody Mary bar. We'll be providing a Bloody Mary bar make- so where you can uh, dress up your own Bloody Mary. So. But no bacon sticks, no, no meat jerky. sticks, no beef jerky, no cheese. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, well, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Well, that would defeat the purpose. Um, <laughs> so, Chris, I know you are uh-huh. you are from uh, Kentucky, Ohio. Uh-huh, that's correct. Um, so, you know, growing up in Minnesota again, um, <laughs> the land of my people, the Bloody Mary was a thing. The Bloody Mary bar where you would, like, throw in all the accoutrement. That was a good, that was a good one. But, I you know, do not enjoy a Bloody Mary. Well, see, well, that's because, you're a, that's because you're a contrarian in all things. It's because I don't <laughs> like tomato juice, and it's a fundamental part of the Bloody Mary. See, this is my point where I was going. In okay, Wisconsin, great. basically, you just jam a cup full of meat and cheese curds, then you put in the vodka, and then whatever's left, and there's not a lot of volume left. That's just like a splash of tomato juice. And really, that's mostly Tabasco and Worcestershire at that mm. point. There's not a lot of tomato juice in a Wisconsin Bloody Mary. It's just mostly a cup of meat. Well, you know, like, first of all, I prefer a mimosa to a Bloody Mary any day, but you also know, Christian, how I feel about brunch in general. Why, why stand in lunch for a fancy breakfast? Yeah, and I don't want to be drunk by 1 o'clock in the afternoon because then I have to take a nap and my whole day's gone. Mm. I start drinking at 5 o'clock on Sundays like civilized people. Mm. Family. That's how I feel about it. That's a good point. I mm. went to brunch with a friend a, a, like a month ago, and then we went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it took everything I had to stay awake during that movie because it was like 45 minutes too long and because I'd had too many mimosas at brunch. You look like you're you're horrified by that. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. I thought I that thought was the movie, movie was great. That's my point. But because of the booze, oh, okay. I could not give it my full attention. Okay. <sighs> yeah, got to pace anyway, yourself. Anyway, yeah. Well, you know, you can always go back and see the movie again. I could, I could. I'm taking my kids to see it tonight. Actually, I'm kind of excited about that. Hmm. So a good clown movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Derek, <laughs> let's dissect a couple of these things. I know the big thing this year is the lowrider culture. What's about the history of the low? Ro- well, two things. What's sort of the history of the lowrider culture? Um, how does it fit into our community? Like, why is this relevant to Utah? And sort of what was the hook? You said you know you've always loved this culture, and why is it sort of spoken to you? Well, I kind of became aware of the culture kind of through uh, hip hop culture a little bit because hip hop culture has absorbed some of that a little bit um, from, you know, South Central LA and uh, there's a lot of kind of crossover of cultures there. And so, um, but it was probably about two years ago, I was down in Santa Fe and uh, down by the plaza and I happened upon this low rider uh, expo kind of, uh, and I was just really impressed. They had their local, they had their congressman up on stage talking about how this has been part of his um, family history for the last three generations or so. Um, you know, he talked a lot about how this is, um, it's it's deep within their, um, their family culture. This is what they do together. There's blood, sweat, and tears put into these cars. Every... Every item of every piece and, and element of this car is is just um, you know hand painted or embroidered or um, 
you know, it's just amazing. So, um, you know, taking a deeper look at it and just kind of doing some more re research about it, I was just uh, kind of blown away by how how far how deep this art goes because it's um, it's not only a, a airbrushed you know work maybe that's on the hood of the car, but uh, some of these cars you need to put a mirror on the ground and and look at the undercarriage because that has a whole mural on it as well, mm. and um, everything to the upholstery upholstery has like this pretty intense uh, you know it's just the depth that you can get into this um, this form this art form really is pretty amazing, and I think a lot of people here in Salt Lake county probably don't understand how deep this culture goes and how beautiful this art form is and so one of the things we like to do at the urban arts festival is give a spotlight to some of these subcultures or countercultures or um, just kind of unique uh, art forms that aren't normally given an opportunity to shine and uh, that's one of the things that makes this festival so uh, interesting unique mm -hmm. and I think you both uh, brought up the the diverse the word diversity you know in conjunction with the festival and I think that's really something that we hear a lot from um, this is probably one of the most diverse uh, f uh, festivals in the in Utah and um, this is just another good example you're, you're going to see things here that you won't see anywhere else it's going to be a really good time and you're going to learn something new and hopefully make a new friend and hopefully this will inspire you um, you know moving forward so and so, so I guess the one the just the follow-up on all that is is when this is an active culture in Utah, like when these people aren't having a chance to come to to the Urban Arts Festival, they're not out of towners. This is somebody that people that are local to this community are doing this. Where, mm -hmm. I mean, where where is the space for these people in the community that we're not seeing them? I guess. Um, I think they live all around. There will be um, low rider uh, that uh, represented from the region, and so um, probably mostly from Utah. And, uh, you know, I haven't asked where they all live necessarily, but there are um, some of these different shows and community gatherings and things like mm -hmm. that that you can go to. I went to a hop off last year um, that was in South Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can happen upon them if you know what to look for and know where to go and uh, know who to talk to. Um, and I was just blown away. Uh, I had such a good time there. And um, I didn't see anyone that I knew, which I know a lot of people. And uh, that just made me think that there's a lot of communities that could connect a little bit better. Sure. And uh, there's this, this art form that um, a lot of, quote, art people, end, end quote, um, aren't probably aware of this mm. this. Uh, this this type of expression and so i, I think I i'm one of those people. arts people in the quotes yeah. i uh, am a little bit into the local car scene in different mm -hmm. ways and i go to car shows sometimes um and i have seen a lot a disproportionate compared to salt lake of low riders in car shows in ogden Really? So Interesting. my wager would be maybe some of them will be coming from Ogden. Ogden has a tremendous car show once a year. They like, they're everywhere. And it's like American muscle cars, which is kind of my bread and butter. And then like German things, which is fine, whatever, if you're German. into that. And, you know, a little, little something for everyone up there. So. Um, well, both of you have done some work for the, uh, the, the Metro Politan uh, city of South Salt Lake. That's correct. Um, and so, remind me, uh, remind me of fact that isn't South Salt Lake, in terms of, it has the highest percentage of immigrants of any city in Utah. There's a large immigrant refugee population mm -hmm. in, in, yeah. in South yep. Salt Lake. Correct? I've heard that too. Yeah. 
So, and uh, you know, hats off to to their arts program in South Salt Lake for doing cool things like the mural festival. And I know Derek, you've participated in that. And well, and I wanted to talk to Derek because, as you know, I go to a lot of shows. Speaking of South Salt Lake, and now I go we're talking I end about up, music shows. Well, no, yeah, music shows. And so I spend a lot of time at the Commonwealth Room, and there are often times when I'm walking into the Commonwealth Room and I have to pass the Utah Arts Alliance space on the way, and I'm <laughs> like, that actually looks like more fun than the place I'm going. So explain what happens there. And that in that building that is the Utah Arts Alliance space on 21st South. Yeah, so that uh, was called the Art Factory. Uh, we have moved out of there, so oh, we're no okay. longer in there. The sign's still up, um, but unfortunately, we moved out. There was a little bit of a. I still don't quite understand it, but um, essentially some sort of problem between the building owner and the city um. uh, that they couldn't reconcile, uh, and we were. Basically, the res- oh. the result of that was that um, we weren't able to stay, which was sad because we actually had that space not only full and fully booked out for the next like eight months, yeah. <laughs> which we had to relocate all the artists and all of the events. Um, but it was a really cool space. Uh, we did all sorts of events in there, things that you would also see at the Arts Hub, one of our other locations. Some of those um, artists uh, moved back over to the Arts Hub. Uh, some of the events we moved over to the Gateway. Uh, so we activate a lot of spaces at the Gateway. Mm. Of course, we have Dreamscapes and the Urban Arts Gallery there, but we activate some of the other spaces there with some of our events and things like that that we had scheduled at the Art Factory. But yeah, basically that was kind of an art hub that is similar to the South or the uh, Salt Lake City Arts hub that we also run that was full of artist studio spaces, maker spaces, um, event space, performing art space. Uh, We kind of looked at that as a creative industries incubator. Um, So I'm also on the South Salt Lake Arts Council. And uh, when we were um, coming up with the idea for uh, what this community really represented and what it was, um, uh, we identified that it's very much a creative industry zone. And um, so we started with kind of branding that area as the creative industry zone, just calling it what it is. Um, and uh, I opened up the art factory as part of that whole initiative to create a creative industry zone. Um, we'd still love to do something again there uh, once. Once everything well, yeah, else, maybe we find once the government building. does its job, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah but mm-hmm. we do have uh, our Counterpoint Studios is in South Salt Lake, so that's one of our other locations where we have our recording studio and re- record label. Okay. And so uh, we're still very active in South Salt Lake. Um, of course, we uh, we produce the mural festival in, in uh, association with South Salt Lake City Arts Council. And uh, so we're very involved in that community and the mural scene there. Got it. Yeah. So let's use that as a segue to the uh, Urban Arts Festival. You talked about the murals and live painting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. Who are some of the artists? What I mean, when people say murals, they think about like, hey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm painting on the side of a building. Are you like, are you spray painting Galvin? You know, you're going to go up to the Marriott and do something on the side of that. Like, what, I mean, tell us a little bit about what's happening and the process and then what happens with the art afterwards. Okay. So we're doing a couple different things this year. And um, I can't talk about everything, but I, I can give you some highlights. Um, one of the artists that we're working with is Cyril. And so a lot of people will probably know him from a bunch of his murals. He's very popular um, and works internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he'll be uh, producing a big uh, piece that will have suspended from truss uh, that will be created uh, offsite, but will be that is being produced for the festival. Cool. So that's one of the signature pieces that we'll be doing. Uh, we have other artists, uh, Chuck Landvatter, a lot of a lot of your um, top um, mural artists. You'll probably see there. Um, uh, 
uh, Jan Haworth, um, Trent Call, you know, uh, and then we also like to give artists that maybe uh, a lot of these, a lot of the, the people that I just mentioned are uh, most people that follow the mural scene or the street art scene here know them. They're all pretty famous and popular artists. And then um, we'll have some, uh, several more artists coming out. Uh, we're um, connecting with the blocks and we're they're bringing out some of their blocks, the blocks, blocks, the blocks, blocks. And so we're uh, commissioning um, several um, kind of more emerging artists to, to kind of paint on those. And so all in all, there will be about, um, I wish I brought my list with me because I'm having a little bit of a hard time remembering everyone's <laughs> name, but um, there will be about 12 to 15 artists um, that will be live painting at the festival. So. And, and so what happens to those works afterwards? Because, you know, they're either you're doing them on the boards or canvases. They're not you're not painting directly to the buildings. And so what happens to is this an ephemeral thing? It's like come now and, you know, I mean, now's your moment and experience this as a as a, you know. Yeah, that's essentially how people should think of it and how we treat it in a way but we do um so for the last uh the last eight years that we have been doing the festival we do keep certain pieces from every year mm -hmm. next year will be our 10th anniversary and this was a surprise we're going to kind of bust out next year but you're getting a little a little preview of this mm -hmm. but we'll be um bringing out the paint walls from the last 10 years oh, nice. on the 10-year anniversary and uh showing those out, showing those so um so we do keep some that uh, some key pieces from each year. Uh, a handful of them also will be maybe hung in the urban arts or in the uh, SLC Arts Hub, mm -hmm. um, and either on our building or inside the building. So we have we have a bunch of paintings. We've brought Trasher out from Mexico a couple years. She's one of our favorite artists. Um, uh, Daniel Overstreet. Um, who has moved away, but he's uh, an amazing artist um, that has murals around town. So we have several of his pieces. Uh, Stencil Jam, one of one of my favorite local stencil artists. Uh, we have some of some of his pieces around the hub. So several of those pieces that get hung at or that get painted at the Urban Arts Festival will get hung around town or at one of our facilities. Next year we will bring some of the some of the. Um, top pieces out from the last 10 years a lot of them get painted over though yeah, yeah that's just kind of part of the process is there are there opportunities i mean thinking about education and and like murals and you know we have some friends in common that i know started uh, you know a little bit maybe as taggers and vandals and then they you know they up their game and now they're full-fledged artists but where do you is, is there a place where people learn you know learn how to use a rattle can and learn how to do this or is there is it is it are we watching or are we producing stuff i guess is maybe a bit of a question um so there's a community wall that everyone can paint on and uh we'll have some people there that are kind of will able to to be able to talk to people a little bit about that a big part of what we try to do is educational um we uh, encourage uh uh, you know the the art form of uh, street art and mural painting and things like that and at the arts hub we do actually open up a space where people can practice and uh, they it's a legal wall mm -hmm. and uh, so and we also have a um, we have a partnership with Salt Lake County Landfill where we uh, receive uh, spray paint from them that has gone to be recycled oh. or disposed of and we actually give that to artists for free so we give uh, we give a lot of paint away um, for artists uh, and they can practice on our buildings and then hopefully they can um, uh, elevate their art to the point where they're able to 
um, you know, create these uh, these mural pieces, hopefully make a living off of that mm-hmm. and uh, create a life out of it. And so that's what it's all about. When we started nine years ago, there was not very many murals in Salt Lake City. And uh, the attitude about mural art and street art was generally negative. I got a lot of complaints the first year of the Urban Arts Festival. A lot of people that basically felt like we were te- teaching people how to be vandals. Um, but what we're, tra- we're actually doing the opposite of that. And I think that uh, we've played a big role in um, what we have seen Salt Lake City turn into, which is a very mural-friendly place mm-hmm. uh, where we have this beautiful street art that's um, coming up all over the place. And uh, this is a, this is, we kind of help incubate that and um, give kids. And I was one of those kids that, um, you know, wanted to explore in this art form and things like that. We give them a safe place to do that and uh, te- and allow them to practice the skill. Alex, did you ever have a rebellious phase where you were out like uh, hitting the streets? Were you a, were you a, a man with a can in your hand, tagging up uh, tagging up Murray? Uh, I never really got into any. No, not like not really the tagging type of thing. You know, just because I I don't know. I just <laughs> did you skate? It's okay. Do you got, do you got a lowrider? How did you how did you how how have you made yourself an, an into part of the urban tapestry, sir? Well, I wish I could say that I skated, uh, but my parents wouldn't let me, and, uh, you know, one of those kinds of things. Uh, I played a lot of Tony Hawk Pro Skater, though, to yeah. kind of make up for that. Um, I hear he was in town this last weekend yeah. for the uh, for the skate championships. Yeah, so that was kind of more my scene, you know, like, and I guess sort of the punk scene, going mm. to a lot of the punk shows, the underground punk shows. Yeah, isn't this week, is it this week or this weekend was the 25th anniversary, 30th anniversary SLC punk? Someone yeah, who's from Salt Lake 20, would know better I than I. I believe it's the 25th. 25th. Yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. 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 I was there on opening night. Were you? Yeah, did I you, remember. Did you know that one of the one of the guys who informed that film is now uh, the man at Sim Gill's office? He's he's a prosecutor, which I just think is I love that so much. <laughs> the symmetry of punk to prosecutor is too much for me. All right. What, what, yeah. what was the work that was up at Umoka in one of Jared's shows? Rebel, 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 retire. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although not Derek, Derek never he never retires, does everything. Um, so hey, wait a second, yes. Christian. Yes, what Christy. would you say your greatest rebellion was? Was it joining the circus? Uh, in a nerdy sort of way, uh, you know. Well, I became a tattoo artist when I was nineteen, so um, I, that was also when I was a circus performer. So when I went to sort of and failed out of college and went to the counterculture, it was a circus sideshow, tattooing, working as a Chef, kind of the whole shebang. Yeah, I had a '65 Chevy Corvair, so I had an old oh, car. I, you know, it, you know, it wasn't a lowrider, but uh, you know, it was it, it was uh, it was orange with a black racing stripe, and I had gorilla fur oh, on yeah. the dash. And nice. uh, yeah, was, did you happen to see the story in the New York Times uh, last Sunday about the dying art of, of the, the carnival of the barker? Car- well, it's yeah. not the carnival barker; the it was the, dun- the dunking yeah. clowns, uh-huh. the dunk tank clowns. People, I read that people don't like to be insulted anymore. So yeah, it's true. It was a very sad story, very well written, but very sad. Yeah, there's only eleven, mm. something like something, that. 11 the the carnival people were like, we don't really keep track of this, but we're guessing. Yeah, uh, less than a dozen. Yep, you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can't <laughs> insult people for a living anymore. No, mm. no. And then get Especially dunked. not like with severely racist undertones. Although they did say in the story that it plays better in the South they than did. it does North. And, so. and don't even try to go to California. That no, was don't the even quote. try. That was a really, really good. <laughs> it was great. That was a good article. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Derek, thinking back on, and then we'll jump to music after that. So, that's, Ms. Marcy. That's fine. I'll just sit on my hands and wait. Thank you. Uh, so, you're nine. Um, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned or the biggest transformation the festival has had uh, from from its inception nine years ago to where you are today? Mm. And actually, before we do that, let's, let's, let's do a recap. You're listening to AM 1280, 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture. We're talking about the Urban Arts Festival, which will be happening next weekend uh, at Gallivan Plaza. Information is at, what is it again, Derek, for the website? UrbanArtsFest.org. UrbanArtsFest.org. Um, but so yeah, back to that question. You're in year nine, and so you know what's changed, and what are the, some of the things that you kept the whole time and some of the lessons that you've learned? And yeah, looking back on it, yeah, I think that um, that is a good question. My, um, it would kind of go back to this uh, idea that uh, the first year that we started, it was very, pretty much underground. It was uh, considered kind of taboo, even what we were doing. We had where was it? It was um, on Pierpont Avenue, actually. Uh-huh. So the old art space that's uh-huh. not art space anymore. Um, and then the, the parking lot of the Crane Building. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that was the first year. Um, it all started as a skateboard art competition, art contest, which we still do um, at the Urban Arts Gallery. Uh, but it, it started as a skateboard art contest. It's, it's kind of tumbled out of control into turning into a festival. And we had a great turnout that first year of about 5,000 people that showed up. Um, but I think that what's changed the most and kind of what we've brought with us is our entire culture has changed. And I think our culture in Salt Lake City has changed in the last nine years. Um, I think we've played a small role in that at the least um, of uh, our culture's kind of grown up. And um, so now we're one of the biggest festivals in the state uh, doing basically the same thing that we were doing at that underground uh, festival. So doing the live painting, um, the skate deck art competition, we still do um, really showcasing sort of these rich cultures that aren't give that weren't in the past given an opportunity to shine before. They were always kind of put in the corner or just underserved, underrepresented, but they're at the same time creating this dynamic culture. And now um, everyone's woken up to it. And this is what everyone is interested in participating in, being a part in, and also the fact that we embrace diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we all, we're all different in our own ways, and so the, the culture of the Utah Arts Alliance and uh, embracing diversity gives you a real sense of uh, inclusion and fellowship there, and so I think that's really why we've grown so much, and, um, and yeah, we've kind of shifted with the culture. Before I forget, I know next year going into your ten, you're not. We're not even done with your nine yet. But can I plant my flag? I mean, one of the things that has become uh, an odd passion of mine, but is also sort of one of my signature things, is the sneaker game. Can I plant uh, the flag on being the sneaker guy for next year? Oh yes, yeah, so let's plan on it. I would right. love that. I, I, that's actually been a side conversation uh, that we've had for a while of doing the sneaker thing, and so yes, that would be awesome. All right. Oh my goodness, Plants you're finally going to make it in the art world, Christian. I'm so excited for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, will I be back to being a curator or maybe even an artist, depending on how I spin oh this? Oh, my mm. goodness. Well, thank goodness you have an entire year to maximize hey, the potential. The year so goes by faster than you I, think. You'll have see. 30 more pairs of shoes by then. Yeah, probably. At least. Christian came over to me yesterday and said, which of these colored Nikes should I get? And I said, which one is a color you don't already have? And he like scoffed at the idea that there was a color of shoe he didn't already have. I don't have a good <laughs> yellow shoe, but none of those were yellow. It's gold, like, but it's not the same. 
same. Yeah, I don't have a good. I don't have a good yellow shoe. I think I have almost everything else. Hmm. Hard to find a good yellow shoe that I would like. Um, so, uh, Derek, the we're this is going to be an interesting. Uh, this is going to be an interesting segue because uh, no pressure on Christie's uh, musical picks and suggestions mm-hmm. for the week, mm-hmm. but. Um, mm-hmm. First things first, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the music that's going to be coming to the festival, and then we'll transition into Christie's do's and don'ts. Uh, you, hopefully, you have at least one don't. Um, I, do, I can get one while Derek's... Oh, I do. Oh, I you, do, you do have you, one, You have a don't. Actually, uh-huh. Um, so, Derek, <laughs> tell us a little bit about the music lineup. You said there's 40 acts, two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have... We do a, a, a open call for art. Uh, for musicians and uh, performers and our response this year was somewhere around 400 uh, applicants mm-hmm. and so it's very you know very difficult to pick out about four we only have so many slots really that mm-hmm. we can fill so we have about 40 um, spots and so that's you see a really diverse array of performances um, everything from rock jazz electro you name it, you'll probably uh, see it. Um, we definitely love to, to, like I said, include a lot of diversity in our offering. Uh, of course, we do have a large hip-hop element, but mm-hmm. um, it's not a strictly hip-hop festival, of course. Um, our headliner, of course, Slick Rick the Ruler. And so very excited for Slick Rick. Um, <laughs> this year, he's celebrating the 30th anniversary of the landmark album, The Adventures of Slick Rick, which is commonly known as one of the top you know, five or ten hip-hop albums of all time. Um, he is an amazing performer, an amazing storyteller. He's a philanthropist and a uh, fashion icon, and so um, we're really excited to have him out there. Uh, he'll, he'll be headlining the stage at 8 p.m. Nice. on uh, Saturday. Um, before that, we have a special uh, performance with 1520 Arts, formerly known as the B-Boy Federation, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll be presenting the four elements of hip-hop um, in a performance uh and so I'm really excited to see what they do with that um, kind of showcasing the four elements of hip hop uh, leading up to the Slick Rick performance um, on uh, Sunday we uh, Joshy Shoal and the Cool mm-hmm. is going to be headlining sa- uh, Sunday night so we nice. have a great local um, headliner on Sunday night yeah. so. and Joshy's great to work with um, yeah uh, he's always brings a lot of energy in his band. This is super cool. Yeah, super cool. And I would like to give a shout out to Minx, who I have seen several times at different things, and they are uh, like in Salt Lake City, but not of Salt Lake City in a very interesting way. Yeah, yeah. and Minx, um, they were known as Uncle Scam back in the day uh-huh. on their old band, but they um, have actually performed at every Urban Arts Festival oh, wow. for all nine years. So there's two groups: B Boy Fed slash Fifteen Twenty Arts and Minx are the two groups that have been with us every uh, year. So um, we love them. They're and going we're in the Hall of Fame. Them. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which, oh, the, uh, the Urban the Arts Urban Festival? The Urban Arts Festival Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. That's another good uh, thing for next year. Oh, there we go. We're, for we got the 10th anniversary. We're, we're programming, the heck, we're programming oh, the heck out of next yeah, year's So now festival. we already have three things planned. Put, yeah. put it on your, yeah, put, take it to the board. It's, it's We're going to do it. Okay, you want my music stuff? Uh, it is time for it is time for music do's and don'ts with Christy Marcy. You need to have your own walk on music I really for do. your music section. You should have like some buffer music or something. Yep. Um okay, so we've kind of reached the sweet spot of fall. I feel differently about fall than you, Christian. I do not enjoy fall at all. Everybody's all I get to wear sweaters and boots and drink pumpkin spice lattes mm-hmm. and I just feel like everything's dying and I should be sad about it. But this week of music, there's some indoor stuff, there's some outdoor stuff, and so it's a good enough mix that my like crippling depression can wait another week, probably. Um, but your birthday is coming up, so I keep, know. It, keep it together, Christy. Not just any birthday, very special birthday. 
So that's why I'm going to have a month-long celebration that I'm uh, tracking you along for. There you go. Um, okay, tonight, because in Radioland it is September 15th right now, uh, Deep Purple is playing oh, the, the Eccles, Eccles Theater. Theater. Um, so I don't know, like Smoke on the Water, I think was a seminal song for a lot of people. I can't really tell you a whole lot of Deep Purple beyond that, but apparently it's an Eccles booking, so there are lots of people who can. Mm-hmm. Um and then tomorrow, Tab Benoit at the stateroom. He's really good, like New Orleans swamp blues. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday night of Monsters and Men are playing the final Ogden Twilight. I highly recommend, if, if nobody's listened to me yet, to go to Ogden Twilight. It is a good time. There's probably also some lowriders there. Yeah, you might see some. Like, walk mm-hmm. down Historic 25th Street. It'll be great. Um also, if you're not into that, there's Bluegrass Billy Strings at the Commonwealth Room. I will be at Yola Tingo at the State Room. Uh, the following night, Diana. So is that so they can find you or avoid you? Whatever. At this point, our listeners don't do anything. I have. I will address that later. Uh, Diana Crawl. The following night is playing the Eccles. The last couple times Diana's been in town, there have been spottings of her husband Elvis Costello yeah. uh, downtown. So. I don't know. If you see a British guy with glasses, it may or may not be him. Um, hey, Christian, guess what is on September 19th? Um, the emotional roller coaster of my summer. Uh, oh, the Beach Boys? Brian Wilson. Uh, Brian Wilson. Not the Beach Boys. Uh, Brian Wilson, who tours with more Beach Boys than the actual Beach Boys, is playing in Sandy. He canceled part of his tour this summer. Our old co-host, Stephen Labram, texted me and told me that Brian Wilson had toured his Salt Lake date, and I was very sad. Uh, but it, he's he's back on track, and he's going to be in Sandy, and I'm going to be out of town. <laughs> oh. I know. I know. The hits just wah, keep coming. But, uh, but he'll be there, and he'll be great-ish. Uh, I mean, he's a very old guy. He has a young man who travels with him who hits all the high notes for him. Mm. Uh, But he is a living legend and everyone should go see him. And the zombies are opening for him. Mm. If that's not your thing, Jason Isbell's playing at Red Butte. And that's fine. Uh, Your your don't. I I, I think I love your don'ts more than I love your do's. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know you do. Uh, (laughs) There are so many reasons why you should not go to this show. Uh, it's at the USANA Amphitheater, uh, which you know I am not a fan of at all. And any from the parking to the food to the f- cavity search when you get in uh, to the fans. Um, and I suspect the fans at this show will be s- especially interesting uh, because Leonard Skinner is playing there. Mm. I. Okay, so my son went to his first high school dance last weekend. So Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama, right? Yeah, okay. Just making sure uh, I remember. And I found out this weekend that it is not the case for everybody's high school that is my age, but uh, all of my high school dances ended with a Leonard Skinner song because... You were in Kentucky. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just... I cannot abide by Freebird one more time. Sweet Home Alabama is the worst because it's like a it's like a sonnet to segregation. Uh, and really, I, I'm Team Neil Young. But anyway, that's a thing that's happening that people should avoid at all costs. You know, it's funny because you know, growing up in Minnesota, my proms always ended up with Bobby McFerrin's "Don't Worry, Be Happy." Aww. I mean, so Aww. really, that's much better. That's that's a better option. Don't worry. 
I had a friend post on Facebook the other day, like that she wanted to know whose version of We've Got Tonight is better or something. Bob Seeger's or Kenny Rogers. It it doesn't matter. The point is that another friend who is the same exact age of me piped in and said that We've Got Tonight was the theme of her junior prom. (laughs) And I just felt like that was so entirely inappropriate on every single level. Okay, but here's what I have to say. So I'm going out of town this weekend. So I'm going to miss Leonard Skinner, which is a bummer. I'm going to miss Brian Wilson, which is a super bummer. But I actually have tickets to a concert at the State Room for the Fruit Bats. And they're super fun. And it'll be a fun show. And if some of our listeners were to contact us in some way, I would be happy to give them my Fruit Bats tickets. Right, so you, how I should you, we do I thought that? you left the social media world, or do you still have your Twitter? I still have a Twitter. I don't actually tweet. I just use it to get depressed about the state of the world, generally. Mm. But they could ping me uh, at Why Not Both if they were interested in my Fruit Bats tickets. Yeah, I mean, you left Instagram, right? They can't, sli- <laughs> they can't slide into your DMs? They can't slide into my DMs. I just learned uh-uh. that. I learned that phrase from a millennial recently. So I'm terrified yeah, that well, you didn't know that already. But I, I've been off social media. Yeah. Anyway, uh, at Why Not Both, if somebody wants my fruit bats tickets they can they can have them and is you know is there anybody out there hello hello is this thing on well alex is here i mean we're recording on tuesday it's true. But so alex if you want to hit me up on twitter i'll give you my fruit bats tickets so okay i mean i'll be at the urban arts festival i can't of course speak. you will but it, it but is that yeah. oh yeah no that goes till 10 that night you could you could miss the first it's at the stateroom you could do both yeah, why not both? Why not both? And the stateroom, you could walk to the stateroom from, totally. from the Totally. I have walked to the stateroom from the Gallivan many a times, and then back to the Jackalope after, so. <laughs> well, that's a that's one to admit. Wow. <laughs> I like the Jackalope. Not even juniors. Nope, I like the Jackalope. You're listening to AM 1280, 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture. Um, we are talking about the Urban Arts Festival, which is going to be happening this upcoming weekend wherein you can find some live mural painting there's some amazing diverse music there's going to be a low rider competition for the first time you know we are did you know christy that we're a sports radio station what i mean if we consider esports sports i mean we're kind of diversifying that explains why all those dudes are always walking around the studio when i show up what women play sports they do yeah Uh uh-huh don't be don't be such a Whatever we're there calling. are not very many women's voices on sports radio. Not many, but I mean, you have you've been the market for. Uh, I want to be the queen bee so bad, Christian. I know you want to be the queen bee, <laughs> but I want our listeners to remember not last jazz season, but the jazz season before uh, when we were playing uh, Sacramento, right? Uh, or no, Golden State. Golden State. We were playing Golden State. Uh-huh. Um, it the, was th- th- it was three seasons ago. Yeah, the uh, the newsmen in in uh, the greater Bay Area were calling Christy uh, to talk about what to do in Utah if you were a fan coming That's here. True. And so you were on the. Uh, they were quite smitten with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, people usually are on the first time they that's meet you. That's true. That's true. Well, it's the they, second date. That's uh, yeah. The... Well, they always they walked in not knowing what to expect, and yeah. then they got me, and so they were like, "Oh," and then they, you know. As is, what is my favorite Dorothy Parker quote? Uh, Take me or leave me, or is the usual order of things both? (laughs) (laughs) Bada bing. Uh, but about a basketball. Uh, so Derek, let's talk about like let's 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 mash up the arts here with the bread and butter of our station, and uh, that is basketball, and even let's a, a the Utah Jazz. Uh, let's talk like so. What do, what do we got with the street ball and the basketball thing going on at the Urban Arts Festival? If someone is a a hoopster, a, a hoop aficionado, is it a hoops? Is that a hoop aficionado? I don't know. What do you what what is what Alex? What do you call hooping as a millennial? Uh, if they're good at it. Yeah, what, I don't know. You a baller. 
Your baller. baller. Oh, yeah, the ballers. Oh, man, yeah. you really overthought that one, didn't you, Kay? I, I'm, 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 I'm staunchly into my 40s. So, yeah. you know. You kids and you're hooping. And you're hooping. <laughs> you hoopsters. You hoops. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so enough about making fun of me. Actually, yeah. that's what the show is really Aww. built on. Uh, Derek, t- tell us about the ballers, the shot callers. Yeah, so... Um, we believe that there is an art to basketball, in, specifically in particular. I think uh, there's a lot of uh, sports and athletics that uh, you could probably say that about, but we uh, we think uh, very much so that there is an art to basketball, and we want to. Uh, uh, part of our mission is fostering the arts in all forms, and that's including basketball this time. So we have uh, our partners at the Harden Paint uh, Basketball League. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been with us four years now, and uh, every year it's a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, it's a three on three league. So, uh, so I, I don't know if there's any spots open at this point, but they can visit, um, uh, I think the website's hard and paint, uh, yeah. Or go back on our archives. We had them on what about two months ago, Christy, does that sound about right? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was right around the 4th of July. It was the show after the famous, uh, how to make your 4th of July sustainable by not doing anything fun show that we did. That's right. We tried to make the next one like disproportionately more fun. Yeah, it's true. Uh, okay. So, so, um, so that's always a blast. Uh, I, I love the jerseys we're making this year, so we're very excited for the Urban Arts Festival uh, basketball jerseys. And uh, the slam dunk contest is always a crowd favorite, too. So um, that's a lot of fun. It's uh, So at the Urban Arts Festival, you get this great mix of um, great artist vendors. You can find some art to take home. You can um, you can either participate in or watch a sport uh, contest of the three-on-three basketball league, which is very pace, fast-paced and exciting. If you thought a five-on-five, uh, like the Jazz, a regular type of game is fast-paced, um, three-on-three um, is uh, even more so. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited that uh, we're able to offer the, sort of that unique element to the festival. So I, you know, as growing up, you're in uh, FIED or gym or whatever, physical education, whatever we call it. FIED? That's what they called it, Minnesota FIED. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, basketball, like my thing, I, w- I was the, uh, I think I was more the point guard. Like I was the dribbler, I was the, the passer. I was not a good shooter. I was a great dribbler. I mm-hmm. could do the behind the back passes. I could do all that. I couldn't hit the basket to save my life, but I was a good dribbler and facilitator of the ball. So when I was playing whatever pickup games, I was always the backcourt and then every once in a while, I'd try to, to do a three-pointer, and I would completely miss. And they'd be like, don't do that. Just set people up. You're the table setter. Uh, what, what, what were y'all when you were playing pickup basketball? I was the point guard, too. Yeah. And uh, I actually had a nickname. They called me the microwave because mm. so, uh, I was so fast. And so, um, and it was kind of during the uh, late '80s, you know, the fridge. Mm-hmm. And so, I think it was kind of a play on the fridge and the microwave. So, um, but yeah, I actually play basketball pretty much every day. Still, uh, I it's kind of meditation for me. I uh, go to the gym and I put my headphones in and I You're play basketball. Ball- You're a baller. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I just um, I normally shoot around by myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but it's. Uh, you know, I, I it is kind of like an art uh, that mm-hmm. you practice, uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, it's a great, great, uh, great thing. So we're excited to include that. Alex, were you a hooper, a baller? Uh, if you count like junior jazz when I was in second grade, then yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. What was it? What was your go-to? Were you were you the Duncan guy? Were you the three-pointer? Were you the were you the Joe Ingles trash talker? What were you? I, I was the bench warmer. Oh. So yeah, you know. the sixth man, yeah, eighth man, twelfth man, 
something like that yeah like whatever the next step above towel boy is that's that's basically where i was water boy you're the adam sandler yeah there nice. you go. i bet your mom bought the best snacks though Alex. oh she did she yeah, definitely i did. bet she did when you weren't pig wrestling <laughs> did you uh did you play what some people i mean i was always pig wrestling but uh i never really played much basketball but in Kentucky, you guys like Kentucky's use, big on use, basketball. Use but ba- use, again, exactly. you know that I'm very contrary. So I played softball until I got kicked off the little league team, and then that was it. But my Charlie played junior jazz, and he, like Alex, was the kid that you would find like skipping across the court rather than running and not caring at all about the sport. So Alex, he ended Alex up did on not the, say that at all he, about himself. My point is, but he, it's accurate. yeah, he ended up on the. He also when he played soccer would pretend he was Spider Man when he was the goalie, or he was indifferent to all of it. So he spent a lot of time on the bench, and I too brought the best snacks. Hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Raisins and and sugar free fruit juice. No way. You know, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, it was everybody just went to McDonald's and brought the bin of orange drink. Which which parent is going to go pick up the giant cooler of the miscellaneous McDonald's orange drink? Mm-hmm. You know. I Have you know. tried that? I remember that? Are you doing little league dad stuff yet? I mean, because whew, you don't want to show up with sugary beverages at a team meeting. Are you do you become the black sheep parent? Yeah. You're that yeah. parent? Yeah, especially mm-hmm. in your neighborhood. I wouldn't do that. I was doing it in South Salt Lake, and I still got shamed. So, One of the best things that I ever did for my, for my b-ball game is I, when this is from my circus performing days. I learned how to spin a ball on my finger. So people were intimidated and didn't want to play me. I'm like, you want some of this? Like, whoa, whoa, you can spin <laughs> the ball on You used to keep a basketball in your office at Umoka. Because yeah, you would spin it all the time. Well, I have the ball in my cubicle. Do you now? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I never, need to, never know when you need to intimidate somebody with your street skills. You can't yeah. really, though. It is impossible to intimidate somebody when the setting is a cubicle. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. Fair, as opposed to my, as opposed to my, my, your, my office at Umoka. Your Lux office at Umoka. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the great thing about my Lux office at Umoka is people didn't know if it was a work of art or just like a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Why do you have a fire? I'm like, that's a work of art, dummy. And then, so they just don't right. know. Yeah. Is that candy wrapper a candy wrapper? Or is it more? Right. Yeah, Very exactly. Smart. So much power. Uh, you're listening to AM 1280, 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture. We're talking about the Urban Arts Festival. Free and open to the public, happening this upcoming weekend at Gallivan on Saturday and Sunday. Opens at noon both days, uh, closes at 10 on Saturday and 8 o'clock on Sunday, so everyone can get to bed nice and early. Um, you know, we're in sort of the last uh, five, seven minutes of the show. Derek, wrap it up with some of the highlights again for like who's headlining the music. Let's talk. Like, who's headlining the 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 lowriders? Like, let's give them a quick uh, recap on the highlights, and then we'll go with our closing segment that I always like to do. But anyways, yeah. So give us a little all recap. Right. All right. Yeah. So you got it. Uh, the Urban Arts Festival is this Saturday and Sunday, September twenty first and twenty second. As you mentioned, it is free to the public. Uh, VIP tickets are available if you'd like to elevate your experience. Experience. Uh, Slick Rick the Ruler is our headlining artist this year. He's uh, he's a legendary hip-hop artist. You don't want to miss the show. He may not be coming back soon, so it's been probably over a decade since his last show, so we're very excited about that. Um, and then headlining Sunday is Josh Soul and the Cool. We also have about uh, 40 other acts, including uh, dance performances, bands, uh, DJs, you name it. Um, there's a lot of great acts that have been uh, curated from over 400 submissions down to 40 acts. Uh, we'll be um, 
showcasing uh, lowrider culture on Sunday at McCarthy Plaza and uh, Regent Street next to the Eccles Theater. Um, the rest of the festival happens both fa- Saturday and Sunday at the Gallivan Center. Uh, we will have over 150 artist vendors. Um, there's something for everyone at the Urban Arts Festival. And again, it is free and open to the public, so there's no uh, financial barrier for people to experience the arts. Uh, it's open to everyone, and we would love for you to come and uh, play with us and participate uh, at this great community event. Is there a beer garden? The whole place is a beer garden. We oh, actually well. we actually sell, uh, we, we serve cocktails, beer, and wine, so you can get pretty much anything you want. You don't have to be corralled in any sort of sort of area. You can take your your uh, whiskey sour or whatever you're drinking um, all around the Gallivan Even Center. Even around children? Yeah, yeah. I can corrupt my own children in a public space if well, I so desire? don't give them the drink to drink, but um, you can carry it and drink it okay. yourself around them. Yeah, wow. no problem. What does VIP mean, by the way? You mentioned oh, that there were good, VIP tickets. So we have this VIP area that uh, we have food, drinks, uh, some cushy seating, some cool activities, and it's uh, a great little area next to the stage so you can get out of the crowd. You can um, uh, munch on some appetizers and uh, food, and um, it also comes with drink tickets, so drinks are included with your VIP pass. Okay. Um, so, you know, coming right after us uh, in our two-hour, two-power-hour cultural block is the Movie Zone, where uh, Austin and Adrian talk about the movies that are happening at the Larry H. Miller Megaplex and sometimes other places. Uh, so we always like to transition by trying to stump Austin with a, a movie. Not necessarily stump him, just asking his favorite movie and theme with our show. So, uh, illustrious panel, is there a movie that you think would touch something upon uh, the Urban Arts Festival. Like, um, any any theme that anything has to do with the Urban Arts Festival, that a movie might be part of it. And I can grab, I mean, I would love to grab Exit Through the Gift Shop, because you got Banksy as a oh, street artist. Oh, any movie, not a movie that's out right now. Yeah, any oh, movie, okay. yeah, any movie. Like, you've got Banksy, who's a street artist, talking about the street art scene, um, as an example. Yeah, um... I mean, Wild Style is the way to go old school. Um, now that we have so many scre- streaming outlets, um, mm-hmm. I'm finding one that I really love, which isn't a movie per se, but Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix mm-hmm. is really, really good. They now have three seasons out, and it goes pretty deep into the history of hip hop and things like that. I've been really enjoying watching that again. So, mm-hmm. Christy? Uh, I'm a little stumped, but what, I'm... White Men Can't Jump? Space Jam? No, 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 no. I, Space Jam doesn't really count, but white men can't jump. They would. would. <laughs> I was thinking maybe Friday because there's some lowriders in it. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Ice Cube. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Alex, first thing that came to mind for me was uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because a very major part of Miles Morales' character is that he's into the urban street art. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely true. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. When that came out, I was just like, my mouth was just dropped and I was like, this is gorgeous and awesome and I love it. Maybe Sony won't mess up this whole Spider-Man thing. Eh, they probably will. Probably will. (laughs) Um, All right, so uh, Austin, uh, something that has to do with the Urban Arts Festival. So it could be hip hop, could be street ball, could be murals and uh, and, uh, street art scenes. So what do you got? Well, we're back on SLC Culture, Adrian. Good it has be been a minute. Been a little bit. Thanks for uh, having us back, guys. Street culture, uh, graffiti, uh, you you name it. Interesting show today. Uh, along the lines of movies, really only one comes to my mind, and that's SLC Punk. 
that could maybe fit into this mm-hmm. category. Alex Lundberg, producer, suggested white men can't jump. Sure. Sure. Um, we I need think more movies in this. Realm. Some It can be. I don't know if this counts, but Green Street Hooligans? Never heard of it. It's about soccer fans in England, the underground culture of soccer fans, or football, as they say. How about The Woman in Gold? It's about art, but not really street art. Have you seen The Woman in Gold? Yes, I have. I don't know if that... (laughs) um, Monuments Men? Works in this. Monuments Men, perhaps. Mm. No. What about Downton Abbey? There's got to be some art in that. Sure. I don't... There's That's coming out next week, though. It's hitting the big screen. (laughs) The point being... I think we're failing at this, but uh, how about... Remember that movie that came out last year, mid-90s, about the skater culture? No. Growing up in the 90s? Oh, yeah, 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 with, uh, yeah, with Jonah the, Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill made it. Oh, yeah, he okay. made, he's not yeah. in it. Yeah. All right, well, today we've got seven new movies opening this week. We'll sit down in studio with Jason Wade and Garrett Batty of Out of Liberty, a new movie yes. coming to Mega, that's in Megaplex theaters now. <laughs> and we've got diapers and movies in the news. And Adrian, as always, your favorite tagline from any movie. Life finds a way. That and more on the Movie Zone coming up at the top of the hour. Thank you. You are a wizard of uh, of film. So, Derek, we're going to go into our last segment. And you've been on the show before, so you probably remember my spiel about how I think that the... Uh you know, our Department of Tourism and our friends at Visit Salt Lake do a tremendous job of having Salt Lake be a destination you fly into to then go to national parks or to go skiing. And my quest in this, in the years that I've had this radio show is to say, no, we are an arts and culture destination that you should come and spend a couple days here because Salt Lake is cool enough that it deserves your time and your urban exploration, as it were. Uh, so I ask all of our guests to like you know, be a concierge and walk us through a day from your cup of coffee to your nightcap uh, where someone's coming Coming in from Kentucky or from wherever they they are coming into, and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a day of arts and culture here in Salt Lake." And so, walk me through what that looks like for you. So, uh, since I'm kind of a downtown guy, I uh, typically would probably get coffee at La Barba, mm-hmm. and um, if I was into uh, experiencing some cool arts and culture, I don't say this just because it's a Utah Arts Alliance project, but I would definitely make sure I go to Dreamscapes. Uh, Dreamscapes is an immersive art attraction, and uh, it's not like anything else in the city at all, um, or possibly uh, many places beyond. Um, and next door to Dreamscapes, of course, Urban Arts Gallery. Mm-hmm. So those are two quick, easy places all uh, all to get your fill. Um Oh, the uh, we've had such an explosion in restaurants and bars and everything um, that uh, the last bar that I went to was Whiskey Street, which I really enjoyed. So um, if you're like Christy and now it's five o'clock and it's time to get your drink on, um, maybe visit Whiskey Street because I am a bourbon guy myself and uh, they have a great selection and they make some great uh, they have a whole menu for just old fashions. And so pretty impressive. Um and, uh, yeah, at that point, uh, I mean, there's so many great cultural amenities and things like that here, but I think those are probably, um, those are a good, good couple mm-hmm. to take into mind. Yep. So, uh, let's, I mean, one or two, like, let's say you have a special occasion, a graduation, an anniversary, uh, something like that. What is your restaurant for a special occasion? 
So uh, this is probably a little cliche, but I love Log Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of family uh, things up there, like my grandparents' 50th anniversary was the first time I've been there, and I've had a lot of romantic dinners up there, mm-hmm. and it's just nice to get up out of the, you know, it's so easy to get out of the city here. Mm-hmm. You just take a little 10-minute drive up the canyon, and it's nice to be able to eat there in a nice uh, restaurant. I also love Ruth's Diner, um, which maybe isn't a special occasion place necessarily, but um, nice little, some of those restaurants just kind of out of the city a little bit is, is uh, you feel just slightly removed like something special is happening. So. Hog Haven is a great place to take out a town guest because it's in the mountains so it seems like very mm-hmm. and they have that elk dish that is like so like the ultimate what the, what western the elk? yeah <laughs> elk wrapped in bacon mm. it is so good well, I so what I'm encouraging our listeners to do is to go check out the Urban Arts Festival, get some uh, culture that you might not get, then make a reservation for Log Haven and head up there and uh, stare into each other's eyes and talk about what you just saw, some b-ball, some murals, some great music, uh, incredible artists and tasty food vendors. vendors. Yes. Derek, thank you for being here again, and I can't believe it's yet another Urban Arts Festival. Year nine, congratulations, sir. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to start working on the sneakers for next year, it's very Alex. Exciting. Thank you, Christy. Thank you. Uh, you're listening to AM 1280 and 97.5 FM The Zone. This has been SLC Culture. Stay tuned for the aforementioned Movie Zone with Austin Adrian coming up, coming up next on The Zone. At Why Not Both for Fruit Bats tickets. There you go.